Yep. Let's get it. Welcome back to Kingdom Cast. This your host, Good Luck Chuck. We back at it with another episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share all your social media platforms. And we're going to introduce somebody that's back on our panel here. Welcome back, Kylie. She hey. is the now. That's right. That's right. Officially off the market. <laughs> yeah, no longer free agent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, back from vacation and feeling refreshed. So let's do this. Yeah, she got a multi-year deal with incentives. So. <laughs> a lot of exactly. guaranteed money, stability. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It was worth signing, let's just say. <laughs> oh, I've been. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's great. I'm, we had a great time at a lovely wedding. It was wonderful. It's been a really great couple weeks. But now Ooh. it's time for football. I'm going to get the wedding behind us, moving on. Football, things are heating up. Yeah, for sure. And uh, before we get into that, Book, how you doing this evening, man? I'm doing good, man. You know, uh, Raider Pack getting broke down now. Uh, shit, I'm, I'm good, man. Crazy game at Arrowhead. I'm, I'm good, man. Let's talk about these Raiders. Yeah, Wait, can good. I ask? Can I ask? Because you were there, right? Mm -hmm. Did you go last night? So yeah. what was the mood throughout the, like, first half a little... You mean like down. with me or just the, the stadium period? The crowd in general. Like, cause I'm at home, like you could definitely feel it shift after the Chris Jones, that That's whole thing. That's what I was about to say. My cousin yeah. hit me up and he's like, man, y'all is loud as hell on the TV. And it was really, like they said, it, it was pretty cool. I mean, it wasn't out of the ordinary for an Arrowhead game. But once that Chris Jones shit happened, it was like people was on this shit for like the next two, three plays. It didn't matter what happened. It was booing the refs talking shit about the ref yeah it was it was like that straight i'm talking about every play i want to say the chiefs end up we was about to either kick a field goal or something and they was still booing from that shit they they was the worst call i've ever seen probably in my 30 the worst. years that's that's got to be up there oh yeah definitely and um so there's a lot more horrible calls that relate to that but we'll get to that later on the show um, country, he's not here, unfortunately. He's, he's under the weather right now. You know, get well soon, my dog. Um, should be ready for the next episode, hopefully. So, he's literally day to day, man. Yep, day to day. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't have what Frank Clark got, but man, yeah, we're gonna talk about that too. Because, man, the shark, man, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. Boy, progress was bad, but this, shit, man. Uh, RJ, I got to go with this. I got to go with this being the worst one. Chris Jones, he had the ball before he went down. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah. before we get into that, man, uh, <laughs> th let's talk about the very beginning of this game. Like, uh, this – I didn't understand what Spags was doing on the defensive side of the ball. Like, uh, I know Devontae is one of one. Uh, he's one of the best series in the league still, but – uh, when you let Devontae get inside leverage, that's when he's most dangerous. And it's been like that when he put on a Green Bay uniform, too. Like, he does most of his damage if you let him get inside. That's when he runs his routes the crispiest. Um, I know it's a tough task to slow him down, but you give yourself a better chance with proper technique. And if you line up on the inside of him, you, you, you give, it, you give uh, Derek Carr a tougher lane, 
to throw the ball in. So it was just it was just confusing, man. Like especially on fourth and one, they ran a they ran a cover zero. You know, I know they was kind of expecting a run, but still, you just don't leave you just don't leave that guy on the island like that. So um, that that kind of frustrated me early on. Uh, but also, like on the offensive side of the ball, when we had the ball. Uh, them tackles were getting whooped, man. Uh, Chandler Jones and Max Crosby had themselves a first half, uh, but 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 luckily it wasn't for the entire game. So I mean, what was your guys' thoughts going through your mind during that first half when we got to that rough start? Kyle. Uh, so defense, I'll start there. Uh, completely agree. Adam should have never been left one-on-one. And if you are going to put him one-on-one, do not put Fenton on him. I can't. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to get in trouble, I feel like. <laughs> I couldn't get out of get right to it. Um, Fenton frustrates me for a lot of reasons. I don't want to bash on him, but he was definitely the wrong person. If you're going to go one-on-one, you can't have it be him. He doesn't get his head turned around. He's constantly getting a flag for pass interference. He got burnt on that fourth and one. I know that they were expecting the run, but completely was just left him wide open. It, it was just a bad call. It was a bad game plan from the beginning. And um, I'm glad that they made adjustments in the second half to kind of help with that because um, they did much better in the second half. But yeah, that was really frustrating. And then going to the offensive side of the ball, like you said, uh, Crosby and Jones both just ate all day, at least in the first half. You know, we were definitely missing Trey Smith. You could feel that. Um, Wiley was getting the. Orlando Brown was getting beat. Um, So, yeah, the first half, it was a tale of two halves. Um, They definitely, the Chris Jones play, I don't want to say turned it around completely for him because I think it was that in combination with that field goal going into the half to put us at 10 points. But that was a big big field goal. It was huge. It was huge. And, you know, a little concerned because he missed that, missed one earlier. So that was concerning. But I think. You know, they came out of the second half with a different attitude, and they were definitely ready to rock. So, Boogie, you go. Uh, I thought that was interesting what y'all said about Spags. My biggest takeaway on defense was wasn't Spags. It was the missed tackles, man. Like, this was the most missed tackles I've seen the Chiefs have this year. One. Two, me and Chuck, we just was on the last episode. We was talking about how the Chiefs all year have been good stopping the run. It was like Josh Jacobs. Yeah, you show right, RJ. Josh Jacobs was just so fucking aggressive and physical every time he got the ball. He was trying to run to you. He wasn't trying to run away from you. He was trying to get contact. Like Josh Jacobs had a hell of a game. So I I, I thought we just we couldn't really stop him, and that kind of kept them in the game. I, if Josh Jacobs wouldn't have had that type of half. I don't think the game would have been that close. If we would have made Carr have to beat us, he would have had a turnover. And I kept thinking it was going to happen, but they kept relying on Jacobs. So when we made that adjustment, I think that helped our defense the most. On offense, I got to apologize. I was wrong about something. So far, so far, MVS, I think, as of right now, is the best receiver on the Chiefs. So far, he didn't been the most consistent. He has had drops, but I mean, who else has been as consistent all year long so far but him? Outside of Travis Kelsey, yeah. When, yeah, 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 yeah. Just you can't even put. Room. No, for sure, you're right. It's definitely been MVS. He's consistent. 
and he consistently drops one pass a game. Yep. <laughs> um, so he's good for the one, but outside yep. of that, I mean, I think he had like 90 yards last night. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. I feel like Pat is starting to trust him a little bit more just on some of them catches and them routes that he was getting. He had that deep uh, catch last week, but when we got about as the whole thing was, oh, he's going to be our deep threat. Now, they haven't even really used him like that. They've been using him like he's going to be the traditional number one receiver, and he so far so good. So that was one of my, my biggest takeaways. Of course, you said the offensive line. Orlando Brown, respectfully, I don't know if you hurt. I don't know, man, but I'm starting to get a little worried about Orlando Brown. Like, it's been, it's been like every MO. week we having the same conversation. What you say, Chuck? This has been an MO with Orlando Brown. Every time he goes against a speed rusher, he has difficulty, man. And you saw, like, after halftime, Andy Reid, this is what it makes Andy Reid one of the best coaches in the league. Like, he saw that, and he adjusted. And you saw that they had Travis Kelsey over on that left side chipping him. And just like they had Jeremy McKinnon playing more snaps in the second half and chipping on the right side to help he had, he had a hell of a good blitz pickup too, man. McKinnon, yeah. M- McKinnon with that blitz pickup and that one run he had, well, I looked down real fast because I thought he was tackled. Then I keep I hear the crowd and shit. I'm like, oh shit, he's still running. <laughs> McKinnon had a he had a hell of a game too, man. Yeah, that this run, this runs two runs before halftime is sparked. It sparked the momentum switch. Yeah, because yeah, we definitely needed that. Um, you know, I, let, let's just get let's just get to the main topic of the first half, man. I want to talk about that rough in the passer penalty. Let's get to that real quick. It's it's getting ridiculous in the National Football League now. We done seen it in the past two weeks now. We saw it. We saw it on Sunday with Grady Jarrett and Tom Brady. They called rough in the passer to basically decide the game right then and there. It was just a normal sack to me, like a normal hit. And then, like, yeah. and then the week before, um, Buffalo and Baltimore, they called a week rough in the pass of penalties in favor of Josh Allen. And that was a normal hit on him. Like, Josh was just yelling at the ref, like, yo. And then it's through the flag. Like, it's getting ridiculous, man. Like, I, I agree with that Kevin Hart clip on uh, Get Up when he made his appearance on Get Up, man. It makes it seem like you got to put a pillow underneath the quarterback before I lay him down, man. It's, it's funny point. that I seen that before this game, and I was like, "Yeah, that's a, you so fucking right." Because it's crazy. What, what the fuck do you gotta? I, and I like how Chris Jones after the game how he commented on that. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. make sure he don't get fined, but get his point across. But I agree with everything he said. If we're gonna do it like this, that shit gotta be reviewable, man. You like you can't let somebody lose a game because of that. If we would have lost because of that fucking call. And it wouldn't that wouldn't have been a reason we lost, but if we would have lost and that call happened, come on, man. Yeah, and and, and, I'm, and I'm just like this, man. Um, the whole review thing. The only pushback I have on that is this: they was we was clamoring for a pass interference calls to get reviewed, right? And they only overturned like two of them the entire season, just because the refs were um, had their egos and they was upset over the fact that people was angry about that Rams and Saints outcome in the NFC Championship game a few years ago. And then after that, they just scrapped the review from the pass interference because, you know, the refs, they wasn't really going to overturn those pass interference calls no matter what happened. So that's my only little pushback on that. It's like, okay, if we're going to review rough in the pass, are they actually going to overturn some of them calls? Yeah, that's fair. But, I, don't, I mean, just because 
they might not do what they supposed to do don't mean we should make a, a change some type of change got to be made man mm -hmm. like yeah i mean i can't imagine how frustrating that must be for a player because as a fan the frustration i mean i was feeling during that i mean i think it, they have to look at it too from a different side like fans it's going to be a lot easier to lose some fans that way if you're not allowing them to do what they're supposed to be doing and sacking the qb and you're going to start overturning calls like that was a pivotal pivotal play and it was one of the best defensive plays chris jones has ever had and so take it away from him like that it was just it was an obnoxious awful terrible call and i mean i'm glad it got him riled up and i do think chris jones handled it very very well in the interview like you said boogie he he tiptoed around what he wanted to say but he also got his point across and i think that's really great they got to figure something out they can't keep happening like this it was three times in the last two weeks i'm with that too gotcha i'm with what that say? too if, if you not go make changes the referees got to be held accountable for that like come on man man they the thing is they never get held accountable they don't but we mm -hmm. got some change got to happen at some point man the, you can't that's just unacceptable yeah. two, the same weekend too oh yeah come on man like yeah, back to back weeks, basically deciding foot basically deciding football games. Thankfully, this one right here didn't really decide the football game because we ended up coming back and winning the game. But it could have, like you said. Could have, like you said, book. Um, but you know, just the end of half, you know, getting that fifty nine yard field goal by Matt Wright, even though Matt Wright kinda had a shaky night, that fifty nine yarder was huge though, right before the half. Even though during the game I said F that field goal because I was still mad about the penalty or whatever, but it definitely helped. Man, can we please have Butker back? <laughs> Is it time yet? Like, when, like, I don't know. I know he's got a high ankle sprain, but like, how much more time does he need? Is he coming back for Buffalo? I, Do he just I, need I, an ankle? I got an ankle. Do he want right. <laughs> half, half of Chiefs Kingdom is ready to give you his, their foot. Like, yeah, oh, he yeah. Well, he proved his value. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy because, like, you know, more and more Chiefs fans started to realize that we do need that man. You know, people were so copy to his, like, some of his beliefs and stuff. But I'm like, damn, that he's still one of the best kickers in the league, man. Like, so we we, we need him. So, Chuck, and I don't want to fast forward too much. Right. But while we're talking about the kicker, that's what made it even crazier to me that the Raiders went for it. Okay, look. Went for it for two knowing that the Chiefs was going to have to drive and make that kicker take a field goal. I, why would you go for two? Yeah, we, we're definitely going to get into that, but, man. Yes, yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. We'll, we'll go back to that. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into that um, later <laughs> on in a few minutes. Because, yeah, um, coaching is starting to be a lost art in the league. But, like I said, we're going to get into that. Um, like, after halftime, man, I did mention one of the adjustments the Chiefs made as far as being able to protect Patrick Mahomes because – Here's what the Raiders did very well in the first half. Like, when it was third down, when it was passing situations, what the Raiders did, they had them guys, they had them DNs, actually the entire defense line lined up in a nine-wide set, and they and they was lined up in like a three technique. So they was able to push the pocket up to where it made Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable in the pocket. And it caused some of those um, some of those throws that was kind of short-armed or whatnot, and um, it helped get them some stops. You know what I mean? Uh, but on top of that, man, um, I don't like I don't like how we ran the ball for the most part. Like we was in the gun a little too much, and this and I mentioned this before, man. Like 
like on Twitter, like right after we beat the Bucks, I said, is Andy still going to be committed to running the ball? And I was like, don't hold your breath on that. And like last night, you um you saw like when we didn't run the ball, it was in the gun, man. I keep saying like that's that's most of our terrible runs, man. It's like when we try to run from the gun, they're they're not it's not effective. Well, I will defend Reed on this one, y'all. We started out, we was down early, one, two. The O line was getting killed in the first half. So it was kind of hard to get the run game going. And the same problem that we it's no look, I don't want the country down here, so I can keep saying it. We don't got no run game like that anyway. We don't got no running back. I just seen a I was talking to a Buffalo fan and he said uh he was talking about Mahomes always throws touchdowns in the red zone. He thinks that they're doing that to like boost his stats up. I'm like, no, we really just can't run in short <laughs> yardage. That, like that's just a weakness for us. So you gotta get creative and do trick plays in the end zone and do all that when you don't have a consistent run game. So for this game, I kind of understood the first half of us not running the ball. Like you said, second half, it, it felt like the game got closer. We, we was able to get more balance. Then you can run a little bit, but I think that's going to be a problem. That's just is what it is for me, Chuck. Yeah, but this my Come on, Kevin. Hold on, Kevin. Don't do that. <laughs> I know. I know Kevin, Kevin, don't do that. You know, Kevin's going to let you slide <laughs> it in to Kevin. I'm not. <laughs> Uh-uh. You know, Kevin be trolling, dog. You know, Kevin be trolling. Dog. Uh, playing, man. But to RJ's point, yeah, I think we are definitely seven Pacheco because uh, shout out to my guy, Sam, who's helped us with some graphics um, on this, for this podcast. Um, he asked me last night, like, are they were they saving Pacheco for this week's matchup against Buffalo? And I was like, I think they are because, like I mentioned, like with the adjustment, they had no choice but to play McKinnon more snaps than all the other running backs just because uh, Wiley or Orlando Brown was getting a butt whoop so bad in the first half. He had to stay out there a little longer to help pass protect, chip, um, get out there, um, you know, try to catch p- passes out the backfield and whatnot. So, yeah, I think Pacheco will probably be a little more involved for the uh, Buffalo game, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that was game plan specific because it, it, it's not based off what he did against the Bucks because, shit, he was playing with fire against the Bucks. Every yeah, play, I'm talking about two yard game. He getting up height, so I don't think it was that. I I think what you were saying, yeah, they they saving him for that Buffalo. I'm not worried about Pacheco. He looked cool last time we seen him with the Bucks. I'm cool. But what RJ just said, can you put that comment back on there, please? Yeah, he said Clyde had a bad game again. Again, he just had a good game against Tampa. What's your RJ? Man? RJ, so, you missed a little while on Kingdom Cast. We done lowered the expectations so much to fly now. That shit. They, look, <laughs> I got a co-host. I ain't going to say no names. He might not be here today. But shit, 60 yards is a good game for Clyde now because this going to make him average 1,200 at the end of the year. So if we're just looking at the, the press box, yeah, but come on, man. If the Chiefs don't get a new running back after this year, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah, but you but you want but you but as the game went along, you want to know what's odd about the Raiders' game plan on defense. Like in between the twenties, they made sure Travis Kelsey didn't catch a single mm-hmm. pass. Basically, like he was double covered on basically every play for the most part. Like they made sure they had two men on him, whether it was a whether it was a linebacker on him and a safety um, up top, or they had like a corner and the safety lined up on the same side where Travis Kelsey lined up. 
but when we got in the red zone, he basically got one on one matchups. Hey, he basically got to do whatever the heck he wants. So even though Travis had a good game um, on the stat sheet, <laughs> I ain't never seen nothing like you. Like you score four touchdowns, you only got twenty five yards. I mean, that's yeah, that's funny. That's pretty. That funny. shit was weird. <laughs> he he probably fucking made somebody lose on fantasy, and I know they was pissed when they he got twenty yards. Fuck, he got thirty points. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't. I'm not gonna. I don't blame him like for the first two touchdowns because Andy's known to have a lot of trick plays down at the end zone. So I can see them being like, we don't know what's going to happen here. It might not be Kelsey. But then you get to touchdown three and four and you're just like, okay, he's open again. Okay, he's open again. I mean, as a Chiefs fan, I'll take it, obviously. Yeah. Hold on. Go go back. Yeah, thank you. We're not let Caleb. Don't don't do that. So now we're out. talking about a first round running back was never right. that guy. What? I was about to say that. I was about right. to say that. Right. Don't do that. Look, I was on the bandwagon when they were talking about Mahomes Texas said, get him. Oh shit, he's gonna be a franchise running back. Don't we we all were saying that. Don't say now that a 60 yards is acceptable. Come on, man. But we will give him credit. Clyde has caught the ball. We begged for that all off season and last year. I will say he definitely has got better receiver, definitely. He's also not fumbling as much. I think yes. there's – so he's, his hands have improved. Yes, I agree. Yeah, for sure. And, and like, and here's the thing, man. Like, with Clyde, we, we also fell into the whole Andy Reid saying that he could be another Brian Westbrook on this offense. We kind of fell for that. Right? Old. He sold me. He said, "Bro, right. I, I damn near got the jersey, bro." Bro, <laughs> oh shit, we're about to repeat with a run game. But hold on, Caleb. Um, Maurice Jones Drew, he was pretty short. I think he was five foot eight, and he looked like a franchise back for a sec. And Caleb, you got to think, Claude was the best receiving running back coming out the draft. Coming with Andy Reid that don't want to run the ball. He only throw the ball, and he throw it to the running backs a lot. I'm like, shit, this shit perfect. He going to be a 70, 80 catch running back, close to get about 1,000 yards rushing. I'm cool. Yeah. Expectations have been lower. Yep, they have. Um, But but, I, but here's, a, here's, a, here's another topic we want to get on uh, before we get to, you know, the main topic at hand. As you can see on the screen, um, is coaching in the NFL become a lost art? Because that fourth quarter, it was some, it was some questionable decisions on both team, on both sides, man. Like, I didn't get the whole, okay, like we we, we went up seven points, right? We decided to go for two. What? Like, that I, was perfect play call, Chuck. What what to go for two after after being up seven? Yeah, we was after up game one. Then we scored, right? Yeah, when we when we scored, we went up seven. I know, but if we would have got the two, that's a two possession game. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't like that because because they because the Raiders like you get the extra point there, right? The Raiders they still got to score touchdown and get a two point conversion. How are you gonna take an extra point where you, again? I just don't feel like we could have relied on who is who is the kicker right now we have. I, I, I get it. Matthew Wright, I get it. I get that he was struggling, but I didn't like that call in that situation. Not in the fourth quarter. I loved that call. I loved that call. I didn't like the play call. I, I loved that they went for it. But 
I mean, you go up. What was what was the time on that? Like six minutes, maybe about six minutes left. Yeah, six minutes of change. You here. go up two possessions. Raiders was gonna have to score, get an onside, and score again. We good. Game would have been yeah. over if we would have got that too. Of course it's not, RJ. Of course it's no, not. Hell but. No, hell That was <laughs> a horrible call. I want, Terrible. Go ahead, Kali. If you, you want, what you think about it? About the Raiders going for two? No, no, no. About us going for it on two. Did you like that? Yeah, I liked it. But again, I just don't think we could have relied on our kicker to get us that extra point there. So might as well go for two. Like that was, to me, I think that's where the, his head was in that play call. Like, we're going to go for two. I'm going to put the ball back and pass the hands. Not in the kicker's hands or his feet. Anyway. I'm with you on that, Kylie, because before and even after that, uh, what's the name? I was like, I, I'm going. I'm in four-down territory going forward. That's what I would do. And what was the play call down there? Remind me. Because you said you liked the call to go for two, but you didn't like the play call. What they do? Pat rolled out to the right, and it was yeah. an incomplete. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't like that. Yeah, it was it was too predictable right then there. Um, and here's my thing: like somebody mentioned that that um, he the kicker missed the, that he kicked, the kicker made a 59 yard field goal. Now, granted, yes, he missed the 200 field goals, but like if he make a 59 yard field goal, you can't trust him to make an no. extra point. No, he was I like mean, what 50 percent yesterday. Yeah, I'm not like <laughs> hey, he almost <laughs> missed the extra point too. He did. Up. He doinked it in. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 Chuck. I get it. Right. And I also think that to your, like, if that was the play call, I couldn't remember what it was, but Andy has so many end zone plays. Like, why, why that? We could have gone for two and not been successful. So that was frustrating. He also missed a 41 and 30. Yeah, that's, no. I mean, I, I guess. Agree with I, on that. I guess, man. But, like, but to the, but back to the Raiders going for two, like, what the hell is that, dude? Like, what are you doing? Like, you you tired the game up in that situation. Like, the, the game could maybe go into overtime. Now, granted, they got lucky to get the ball back to even have a chance to win the game. But in that situation, like, like you going for two down one point, like, there's still time left in the game, man. Like, I can understand if, if it was, like, barely any time left on the clock and you going for the win right then and there. If it was, like, 10 seconds left on the clock, and you go for two, and you try to go for the win just because you play on the road. Yeah, I would get it then. But in that situation, with, like, what was it, like, four minutes of change left at that point? I don't get Josh McDaniels. I don't – I really don't understand what he was thinking in that situation. No, I can. I completely agree. I thought the Raiders going for two was a really bad call. The only thing I can think is that they thought that there was enough time left. If they go for two, then they're only up one, right? So then – they put us in good field position. We get the ball back. We can. We have Patrick Mahomes. We can go down and score quickly, and then they got to score again. That'd be my only thing. Whereas if they go for two, they miss it, then they give us that field position. They could possibly get us again. I don't know. It was a bad call. I was trying to like reason why he would do that. But but like I was saying earlier, colleague, like how we agree with the kicker. If I'm going into this, I'm the Raiders. Okay, it's four minutes left. We tie the game up. Either the Chiefs is going to score or whatever they're going to do, we still would have time to do whatever we're going to do. The Chiefs, in my mind, if I'm the Raiders' defense, got to score a touchdown because I don't think they're going to trust their kicker to take a long field goal. True. I want them to try to beat me with a game-winning field goal. I'm cool if I'm the Raiders. We're going to overtime. To go for it, True. 
even if the Chiefs would have kicked the field, you would have lost. Like, why would you? That was a that just a bad culture. That was bad culture. And it's like, and like you got you got one of the best kickers in the league, and you going for two. <laughs> it's crazy. That's that's just don't make sense, bro. Like my 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 boy, I talked to my boy Salsa um, last night. Uh, that's the Ravens fan, right? Nah, he he a Niners fan. Oh, okay, uh, okay. but. I talked to him last night when I was in the space, and he mentioned it on, on uh, one of his shows this morning um, on Daily Bird Media. Shout out to them. Um, he said that analytics has ruined professional sports, man. Like, analytics is supposed to help you as far as um, making certain decisions, not be the end-all, be-all. You know what I mean? I feel like these coaches are buying the analytics a little too much as far as them making um, – as far as them making decisions in situations in football. It's Charles really Barkley bad. told us that years ago, Tuck. You said who told you that? <laughs> Charles Barkley. Yeah. He was right. Yeah, I think that too. I thought that was – yeah. Hey, I was yeah. going to say, that car touchdown to uh, Devontae, that motherfucker was not. That, that was another case of them um, – Giving Devontae inside leverage again. When when uh they had cut the one, like on that huge play, you clearly see Jalen Watson line up on the outside of Devontae. I'm like, I'm like, bro, get inside, get inside. And it's like, are the coaches even are the coaches teaching on that? Like, are they being taught that or he a rookie what? too though, man. I mean, I get it. I get it, but you saw him do it earlier in the game. But we gotta give I, I haven't watched the replay on that. We gotta give Devontae credit. He is like one of the top five mm-hmm. best route runners, period. So he, like I said, I didn't see the replay of it. No telling what he did to, maybe he maneuvered to get him inside, like the inside leverage. But I mean, you you gotta. It's only bad when it don't work. Man, all right, country, like uh, you. I'm not giving these coaches leeway, man. <laughs> like, it wasn't this bad back then, man. When we was kids watching the NFL. It wasn't this bad as far as uh, coaching decisions and situational football. Hell no, not like this. It's got horrible, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's definitely the PFF era and all that. That shit definitely is, yeah. But well, see, I think everything is case by case. Me and Chuck disagree on that. I I agree with Harbaugh going for it against Buffalo. He didn't trust Buffalo's deep. I mean, he didn't trust the Ravens' defense. Fine. They still had a chance to win the game. That didn't cost them the game. Staley sometimes, in Harbaugh's right now, too, they kind of go for it too much. It's like the Madden. Like, if I'm playing Madden, this is what I'm going to do. This is not Madden, though. You can't go for it every fourth down. You just can't. That shit, it's not going to work. Even with the analytics, you got to trust. It's a team game. You got to trust your defense. You got to do that. And speaking of Brandon Staley, like, he got away with going for it late in the game. Like, he really should have lost against Cleveland. You see, Keenan Allen was like, what the fuck? What are we doing? Because he was doing a great job of of knowing when to take risks and knowing not when to take risks. In that situation, he took a risk, and I don't think that was even past midfield yet, and he went for it. I'm like, bro, like, they got no timeouts left. You punt the ball. Yeah, yeah, that was – I missed all this. I didn't get to watch. I was traveling. This happened, <laughs> and that's how they won. Yeah, Keenan Allen was tweeting about it. Like, what the fuck is we doing? Like, <laughs> oh, damn, I'm happy we made it. Like, yeah, 
even Keenan Allen, who's hurt, is like, what? Yeah, it, it's crazy, man. Um, but the Chargers got away. So can we go? Can we go back to the DBs real quick? Because yeah. I think it, RJ or someone put something up about Fenton. And I just really quick want to get back into it. So like you were saying, with Watson, he is young. He's a rookie. Like, he's going to make those mistakes. But Fenton should know better. Like, he's not getting his head around. I just – do we think Fenton will play less when we get McDuffie back? Or do you think they're going to sit Watson? Um, I think Watson still earned his playing time, man. Uh, but Fenton is a real concern right now. Like, uh, he, he he hasn't living up he hasn't been living up to how he's been playing in the past few years here in Kansas City. But here's another thing I want to touch on with DBs. I've seen a lot of I've seen I've seen our DBs not turn their head around in time. Like I've seen a lot of our DBs still had their head to, still had their head turned away from the ball. They're not looking back at the ball, man. Like Chuck, I feel like yesterday a little bit more than any other time though. I feel yeah. like yesterday I kept saying that, like, damn, why? And yeah. one, hold on, one thing for you, Kali and Chuck, because we were just talking about analytics. You know, Fitton was like the one of the number one corners on PFF last year. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. So that did. So, that- <laughs> so if you, if we, if we analytical guys, I know y'all watch the games every Sunday. Respectfully, I never thought Fitton was a top 10 corner last year right and also the penalties like the pass interference calls he was doing that all last season he literally just hugs the receiver he doesn't even try to hide it it's just yeah and then he he thinks it's funny like i i don't think it's funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't think it's funny either man um but yeah let's yeah i see a couple people talking about josh williams in the comments so yeah let's get to the final drive here with the with the with the faders man so yeah, it definitely took. But here's the thing: like the only reason Josh Williams got in the game is that I heard Fitton got hurt um, mm-hmm. late in the fourth quarter, and that's why yep. Josh got the opportunity um, in the first place. But I didn't see him limping off. Yep. But he definitely held his own, man. Uh, but before that, man, we were very fortunate that Dante, I mean Devonte, dropped that pass that could have been like an easy first down. Like when he when he drug his left foot, he didn't have possession all the way. And thank God the refs overturned that call because I wasn't over. I wasn't sure they was gonna overturn that in that situation. But but here's my thing on that fourth and one, you know, Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro they collided, which messed up the entire play. But my thing is this: we mentioned earlier in the show how Josh Jacobs was running all over us the entire night. Mm-hmm. You could have mm-hmm. gave him the ball, and if y'all got a first down, you still had time to clock it. Even though he had no timeouts left, like by the time you would have clocked, he would have had like just under twenty seconds left, and could have got a few more plays in to try to get closer for a field goal. Like that's another coaching blunder off Josh McDaniels that night. Horrible coaching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit. That that's like the slap in the face of Josh Jacobs for all yeah. the work he put in that whole game. How violent he ran that whole game. You mean to tell me fourth and one? You don't even give him a chance. Like, damn, man. That, Right. I'm happy he did it because I don't well, yeah. think he would have stopped Josh Jacobs. I really don't. No, I don't think so either. And I think going back to that where uh, they overturned that call, I think honestly they were afraid of the Arrowhead crowd. I don't know you guys things were rowdy. Hey, you there. heard his voice when he uh, <laughs> oh, what was that penalty after that uh, Chris Jones when he did it? His voice was gone. Yeah, he was shaking in his boots. <laughs> 
Shaking in his stripes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> man, our fans were something else last night, man. They got louder and louder after that, too, man. Like, you know, go after we went through all the boos and stuff, they got louder and louder when the defense was on the field, man. And it was crazy how uh, they should have called Shepherds like that. So. I loved it because he, he was already dead. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, but yeah, man. Uh, shout out to the defense. They um they got they got stopped when they need to, man. Um, you know Frank Clark. You know, unfortunately, um, I think he really may have Crohn's disease, or you know what I mean, or he's having a colitis, like kind of what I have right now, man. Because you know they said um he did he they said he was out with the illness or whatever. So I I assume that them guts probably did start acting up again. I'm gonna assume that. Um, but in that first half, though, Frank Clark was balling, though. He was, he was, he was beating this, he was beating this guy on the edge. So, I thought you were about to say he's beating this meat. I was about to say, Paul. No, man, I didn't know where you was going with that, man. But yeah, Frank Clark, uh, hey, that was that was probably the best half of Frank Clark we've seen in a while. Like, yeah, he was active. Yeah. Like, not just and, on the sack plays. Like, I'm like, damn, okay, this Frank Clark again. I see him. Yeah. And, you know, he Thank shared you. one with Carl Loftus, and I want George to get home so bad, so bad. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a start. And he was there, too. But, yeah, Frank had a great, a great first half. Yeah. And then, but, mm -hmm. but, but with that being said, you know, even though he went out for the rest of the game, um, Good thing that we address death in the offseason, just in case stuff like that happens. Um, you know, you saw Carlos Dunlap getting there in the second half. Um, and he was, he was pretty productive on his end. So, Hey, and shout out to Slim. I ain't seen him in the comments in a while, but I don't want to hear that Chris Jones shit y'all was talking about in the summer. Y'all need to d delete all them old tweets talking about get rid of Chris Jones and all that. Fuck that. Chris Jones need to retire, Chief. Chris Jones did everything he was supposed to do. He's been mm -hmm. the guy y'all was talking about he needed to be. He's been that since week one this year, man. I know he got yep. to do it in the playoffs. He still got to do it in the playoffs. But Chris Jones is by far, man. He turned yep. it up, man. Uh, hold on, RJ. Like, George been playing well, man. Like, he just now getting into the um, stat sheet with the sack. But that dude's actually been playing well so far, man. Like, I don't know what you're saying. Analytics said he don't got a sack. So what that mean? <laughs> I guess he's still got dust. <laughs> he's getting pressure. He's oh, yeah. he's getting pressure. He's but, better against the run than I thought, Kyle. Yeah, so, yeah. So so you know how um so you know how PFF got um adjusted score. So I guess they got something for adjusted sacks <laughs> with George Carlotis. <laughs> but man, I want I want to give. Sorry, Chuck. You need time. No, go ahead. Uh, I just want to say, okay, so coming into the season, we did our 53-man. I was a little – I didn't even put uh, Darius Harris on there, I don't think. And he came out – and, like, with Gay out the last two games, I want to say he's led the team in tackles. He had – he played – he was the only one really tackling last night. He played very well consistently throughout the game. I think I want to give props to him. That's – yeah, go Boogie. Question, question. No, don't do I it. Somebody say it. <laughs> somebody tweeted me this earlier. What do y'all think? 
third downs, they said, we don't need Bolton out there. We need Harrison. We need Willie Gay out there. What do y'all say to that? Uh, what's, what, what's Nick Bolton done wrong on third downs? Right. I'm just saying what the streets are saying. No, one, one person. I, I think I'll Bolton is fine. <laughs> I think Bolton is absolutely fine. I would not take out Bolton for Darius Harris. I would say that Bolton and Harris make a good combination. So if you want to go to two linebacker set, then wouldn't you take out Gay? Would you? I would. If you want to take out someone, I feel like I think I'm not saying I want to take out Gay. I'd rather it be Gay and Bolton, but and I want to give respect to Harris. But if you're going to play that scenario and you want to play it through, I wouldn't. I would play Bolton over Gay. Mm. They've played well together the last two weeks. Mm. And Bolton's like what led the team in tackles. He's around every play. He's a leader. Not to say that Gay isn't. I think he. They're both incredible, and we need them both out there. But if you're going to be a let's choose one, I'm going to go with Bolton. Yeah, um, I got okay. So, um, country mentioned that about Turk, you know, Turk unfortunately towards ACL, he out for the season and all that. Um, like, do you, do you call Danny Shelton from the practice squad or do you try to acquire somebody? Because I saw RJ mention the Donkey Sue. Now, that's somebody I mentioned immediately after the game last night. I said, All right, somebody getting the Donkey Sue on line one because I know, I know it's around that time where he may want to sign with somebody. So, I mean, what y'all thinking about um, in regards to Turk? Boogie, you can go ahead. Oh, shit. We're going to miss Turk. I think he was perfect for what he was doing, uh, getting better. I thought he was going to be pretty cool this year, so we're going to miss him. I would say, just based on this last game, look like we need to play Shelton more because we couldn't stop the run yesterday. So, Right now, I would say Shelton, but, I mean, I don't know about acquiring. Yeah, I'm, I'm never going to say no to Sue. But how realistic is Sue? Yeah. I don't know. Somebody asked, like, you know, what's about, what are, what's, what's the deal with our cap situation? And I was like, I was like, you know, we might be able to make it work, but I don't know. We'll just have to see, man. But I know one thing, the Donkey Sue helped Aaron Donald have, like, the best season of his career individually. So there's that. Chuck, you know one thing about you? The more and more I get to know you and I realize the little slick shit you say, <laughs> and it's crazy, man. It's crazy. He say little stuff like that, Kylie, about Sue, but in reality, he's really trying to throw Aaron Donald under the bus a little bit by saying he's not as great because I've heard him <laughs> say that before. You gotta, this motherfucker's slick, Kylie. It's slick, an underhanded man. comment. Yeah, he, he's slick, man. But I'm, I'm saying, though, no, Aaron Donald is great, but he needs another stud. Bye. Look, Bob Miller. Bob Miller came over and helped him out last year. He helped him out last year. I'm just saying. Do, I'm just do saying. we need to add this topic to the list of things we can't discuss? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, okay. I respectfully like, disagree. <laughs> Look, I, I look. I look at the details more. Than look, me and Kylie look at the analytics. Yeah, we're big at we're big on PFS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, man, um, I think I think Country just mentioned it, so we probably don't have the funds for Sue anyway at the moment. We we'll have to do something drastic. Um, I know people in the comments talking about trading for 
Brian Burns from the Panthers. He's an edge, um, but that would require giving up uh, some draft picks and all that. But I don't know, man. Nah, I'm cool on that personally. That's the point I'm saying, Caleb. That's the point I'm saying, bro. Caleb, Caleb, <laughs> don't do that to me, man. Please. See, look, even half a agree with me. Oh yeah, did he tell him, Joe? Oh no, I'm not crazy. But, but anyway. if we get Sue, I'm not complaining. If we need some money, I'm a. I said this in the offseason a little bit, but shit, resign Snead, man. Pay him. It, so far, based on what he's done, where we got him from, and what his tra- help me out, country tra- uh, tra- trajectory. Thank you, Kylie. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should pay Snead. For cool sure. That extension. To me, I think he's the only young guy that's really like, I'm still not there on wine yet. Like, no, he's not you. bad, but I'm not sure I want to re-sign him during the season. I think Snead is like the only guy we really got. Yeah, it looks like Juan didn't want none with Josh Jacobs last night, but, you know. He had a lot of missed tackles. <laughs> hey, shout out Justin Reed. I seen him post that clip because, woo. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. was coming, man. Somebody said somebody said somebody said Honey Badger would have got the way in this situation. And I was like, oh, come seen, on, y'all. Hey, we seen what he did this last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> he is a Chiefs Hall of Famer. But yeah. But, but Juan yeah. dropped that pick too, man. He did yeah. though. He should have had it. I thought he had that. He definitely should have had a it. great pick. Yeah, but I still thought Derek Carr was gonna throw a pick in this game, but it is what it is, though. But now that we are pretty much broke down the game, man, um, let's get to the main topic at hand. Say that Patrick Mahomes he threw four touchdowns, which passed Troy Aikman on the all-time list passing touchdowns in NFL history. Uh, ESPN did not mention it; they didn't put the graphic up. They never talked about it or anything. So I'm gonna. So Troy Aikman, I don't know if y'all watch this or not. But I'm saying hello to you right now, sir. Dude, <laughs> like, you should be happy and content with your three Super Bowl rigs, man. I don't know why you're bitter, salty, or jealous about Patrick Mahomes passing up on the all-time list as far as touchdown passes. Are you still upset at the fact that he won the Super Bowl in that same year when he when brought the tweet saying that um, get back with me when he's wins 33% of his, your Super Bowls, right? Are you still kind of bitter about that? Are you still kind of bitter that you had to commentate during that Super Bowl and watch that happen in front of your face? Like, are you still bitter at the fact that you're not getting as much credit in comparison to Emma Smith and Jimmy Johnson as far as them Cowboys Super Bowl victories? Now, don't get me wrong. You managed the game well. You did your thing. You got the ball to Michael Irvin. You got the ball to Jay Novacek. But, I mean, all real football fans know that, yeah, Emma Smith was the driving force of that Cowboys team. And I don't know. You still might be a little bitter about that. I don't know, man. But at the end of the day, dude, you just need to go ahead and pay homage, man. You got your three Super Bowls. The game done passed you by a long time ago. Just just pay homage, man. Don't be so bitter. I really hope he sees this little lecture you've just given him. I love that so much. Yeah, facts. Facts, though. I completely agree. He should have given tribute. There should have been something because it's a big deal. And that was kind of pissed me off. But... They let so you know you, that he told the producers in the background, like, look, if Patrick Mahomes you, does this, don't show no graphic. We don't going to talk about it. Nothing. Don't you dare. Stop it. You think that's what happened? You think that's what happened? 
a part of it. You think that's what went down in the background? I wouldn't be surprised if somebody said probably not to say something about that. I wouldn't be surprised. But I mean, it probably it probably wasn't even necessarily Troy Maddox, Mahomes. Man, you know how these fans is. Motherfuckers was kept adding him and shit. And he like, not man, you know what? Mm-mm. Not buying it. They knew. Oh yeah, they definitely knew. They definitely knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Light skin Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, can we talk about um, Sky Moore? Should I just isn't beating a dead horse at this point? Can we please see more from Sky Moore? But hold on, real quick, real quick, before we get to Sky Moore, real quick, man. Yes, I want to talk more about Patrick Mahomes because y'all remember that clip when he, him, and Max Crosby was going back at it, man. He said, "I'm here, I'm here." That was Levon. That was Levon Mahomes. That was no We got that boy Levon, dog. Oh, <laughs> when we get Levon, we get Levon to come out of Patrick, dog. You in trouble? <laughs> that hey, was a Kevin, brother. That was a brother. What, I what saw Kevin Hart say on Forty Year Old Virgin, Chuck? <laughs> you want a nigga, nigga here now, man. <laughs> I, I liked it. I, I liked it. I, I loved it. Yeah. I love seeing Pat get fired up. Yep. Man, he's scary too. You see his face on the not the Crosby, but Pat Mahomes when he's on the sidelines getting all brought like riled up like that. I love seeing it, and I feel like it gets the other guys going. He obviously took it into the locker room. They were. I love seeing it. Ice in his veins, like that's that kind of shit. Mm Mhm. So shout out to Levon, man. Shout out to Levon, man. He balled out. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we can get the sky more. Uh, we definitely, I definitely, I agree with you, Kylie. I know you, when I uh, cut you off, you say you want to see more. Uh, I definitely want to see more too. Um, what's interesting is that he actually got touches in crunch time in the fourth quarter. Like when we was trying to uh, close out the game, you know, unfortunately the offense didn't close out the game. But I did see that he caught a couple screen passes and moving the change a little bit. So I thought that was the positive, Kylie. That we yeah. see him in crunch time. Even though he didn't really play the whole game, for Andy Reid to say, "All right, we got to close this game out." Twenty-four, come in. So you, you, they can trust him. They know they can trust him. They can count mm-hmm. on him. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, I hear people, what people are saying, "Oh, well, we're saving him for the Bills." What do you think about that comment? I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick to what I said, and I think it's gonna be more towards after that bye I don't necessarily think it's Buffalo. I think it's kind of like you got a pit bull. You just smacked him on the nose. He he doing all that. You know, come here, come here, get back. You gonna let him loose, but not right now. You let him loose after that bye week. He go he gonna have that whole bye week to get down and do all that. You throwing him in crunch time, so you know you trust him. So you gotta have that next man up mentality, and that right there, that's gonna help, man. Yeah, for sure. And um, and also, man, I, I seen comments about McCall the entire night, and I will say this: McCall, I was right, man. Like I, I knew he's gonna, I knew he's gonna bounce back. He bounced back in a big way, and not only did he do it receiving. Um, you remember on the third touchdown, I believe, with Travis Kelsey, he threw a, he held his own on that block when Kelsey ran across the field, and that helped Kelsey get in the end zone. And Travis Kelsey mentioned that after the game. So McCall had a had a nice all around game, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And they use him as a decoy a lot too. Yeah. Like they, yeah. they they using him to do this tricky stuff to get your eyes going, then they, they throwing to somebody else. He 
He is what he is, man. We got a, another player. We didn't lower the expectations on him. We not. We don't need him to be a thousand yard receiver no more. That's done. It's the past. We just need him to contribute in those little ways. But are we Juju? Go ahead, Colin. What you say? Oh no, just on Hartman. Are we concerned about his heel? Because it feels like every game he goes out limping, and we're like, "Well, there he is again." <laughs> like he did great. He like he played great yesterday, but it is just concerning. No, nah, it is. To injure it more. It is. Yeah, it definitely somewhat concerning. I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Uh, it's just something we got to monitor moving forward. But like, if if uh, unfortunately somehow he does get hurt, I mean, I know the young bull guy can step up in his role and produce. Uh, but he's gonna Watson. Yeah, Not probably him most likely, for real. Yeah, unfortunately. Another guy I would like to see more though from. I like Justin Watson. I mean, but I don't know because like he's more of like that fifth receiver, that kind of special teams type of guy. So I don't know. I mean, we'll just have to see about that. But Boogie, I know you mentioned something about Juju. Uh, Juju, they said he was playing through like a quiet injury before the game even started. So, and I can just tell by the way he was running his routes that he wasn't all the way healthy. 100%, but, you know, he gutted it out, man. He made he made one huge play down the sideline um, in the red zone. They got the first down, so, you know, it is what it is, man. I, I, didn't, I, I wasn't expecting much from Juju anyway, just because of the, of the condition he was in. So, uh, the condition he's in, like he's hurt is what you Yeah, mean? yeah, like he's hurt. Like he's okay. playing through an injury. All right, okay. Well, if that's the case, then okay. Cause that's why I'm like he just. It's still early. We only can go off what we see each week. He just don't look the same, man. Is it me? Am I tripping? Am I overreacting? Let me know something. He definitely didn't look the same out there last night. He definitely didn't. Like this year, for the most part, for me. Well, I would say last night for sure. I don't know. I feel like we've had some good games from him. But again, it's one of those things. It's like if he's hurt, then why is he playing? Like. We have other wide receivers. He didn't even. What did he go? What did happen with him yesterday? What did he drop? Like three or four passes, or they they weren't connecting. Like there were a lot of missed targets there. Then like why is he? I was gonna say because he is probably one of our best run blockers. But I mean, we already been through that. We didn't even run the ball, so it it can't be for that. Yeah. He just don't get separation from nobody no more, man. Like. And it could be coming off the major injuries. It could just be a new scheme. It could just be as early. This is just something I've just been. He's going to have a good game against the Bills. I'll call it now. Right, put game. it in. Lock it in. Yeah. Let's, let's do lock that. that in. Yeah. Okay. So, we, so, so you're expecting Junior to be healthier than what he was last night? Oh, shit. It's a short week. Uh <laughs> I guess I gotta go with that. Now I just said it. I'm putting in me. Yeah, yeah he's gonna have a game. <laughs> Both of them banged up too, though. So true, true. Okay. Well, we can't let Juju and McCole sit. Right. Right. Somebody gotta get it out. So I, I think Juju he gonna play again. Um, we just gotta see how healthy he is. But to me, man, like when he had his best game, he looked fine to me, running routes and separating, getting open and stuff. I think he, I think he may have really got hurt in that Tampa game, and because I mean I could tell as that game went along, he did look a little hampered out there, and you know throughout the course of the week, I mean it was kind of the same ordeal, you know. I think he was he was limited in practice, and you know just trying to manage the the quad injury. So 
Uh, that's that's the entire deal with that. Hey, y'all know somebody else I want to give props to that has been impressed me. They've been getting better. Noah Gray has been getting better, man. I, I've mm. been like what I've been seeing these last couple of weeks from him, man. Yep, which is why he's been I agree getting, with that. He's been getting out on the field quite often, so yeah. Yeah. definitely shout out to him. Um, there's another thing I want to touch on. Um, as you guys saw after the game, Devontae Adams, he he pushed the cameraman in frustration, you know, still mad about that last play or whatever. And I guess still mad about not having full possession of the of the ball on third down too. So I mean, um, I know the NFL is reviewing whether to suspend him or not. Uh, the Raiders they currently on bye week right now. So I mean, do you guys think anything's gonna happen to Devontae as far as him getting suspended, or is it just gonna be like a fine and that's it? Well, no, I think he'll get suspended because didn't the guy file a police report? Yeah, he did. So, so there's got to be a suspension, at least one game. I mean, you can't have Willie Gay beat up a vacuum, and I'm not trying to get on that, but, like, then <laughs> this guy on camera push another guy, and then nothing happens. So there's, we'll see. I think he probably – yeah, I think he got to get one game just to – you 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 can't let him push somebody on TV because he was mad and get away with it like that just because he apologized. That's just gonna send a bad message. Right. Only thing about that, I'm jealous as fuck. That wasn't me. He pushed because dude got right up. I would have still been on Arrowhead right now if he would have pushed my little ass down. <laughs> we would have been paid. <laughs> my neck, my back, my hey, neck hey, and my look. back. <laughs> everything. Man. They would have carted me out of there. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna cost him some money, though, man. He got it. So here's what I want to know about Devontae's apology because he said it on Twitter and all that. But like, I want to know: Did he actually try to go find a dude before he put that on social media? I mean, no, I seen a video uh, of him talking. I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw the interview afterwards. But like I'm like, dude, like you saw, you say you hope you see this, but like I feel like, I feel like, like did you even try to find a dude before saying all that? Well, it's too late now. Yeah, I mean it was too late really after he did it because any any average American, if an NFL player push you, come on, bro, you know you got to talk to my lawyer. I don't even got one yet. You got to talk to them though. You know I'm, <laughs> you know that's gonna happen. Yeah. But what I did find interesting was that um, I know somebody who works behind the scenes at ESPN and stuff, and they was talking about uh, the cameraman. Um, I guess they said the cameraman wasn't paying attention to like security meetings or what or whatnot. I mean, I don't know how all that stuff goes behind the scenes or whatnot. But at the end of the day, man, Devontae, like Devontae was in the wrong on that. Like, yeah, you can't. You you, you, you can't, can't do it. I know you pissed off and everything, but you can't take it out on somebody like that, bro. No. Hold on, Mike Evans got a game, but that was because he had history, though. I mean, him and Marshawn, look, they got him and Marshawn Lattimore. They've been beefing ever since. They've been going up against each other in the league, man. That's just been a, that's just a normal thing for them. But they only got one game for that. Devontae might just get fined. Yeah, ain't no consistency. There's no consistency. True, that's true. I mean, well, yeah, true. yeah, obviously. It's true. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! That ain't enough, Kevin. 
Raiders season tickets? I, I think I, I'm starting to feel some other pain still man. thinking about it. Nah, that ain't enough, man. I don't want that. <laughs> I'm starting to feel some other pain. Look, um, it, it would have said Kingdom Cast on that motherfucking fucking <laughs> Right. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that ain't enough, bro. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know. I don't know the sign Thursday th- Jersey thing is true or not, but you know, I have to look into that. But bottom line, yeah, bottom line is that uh, yeah, Devontae was in the wrong man situation, and that's just what it is. So I mean, with that being said, you know, we took care of the faders, man. I saw some fader fans of disappointment, like one in particular, man. Shout out to my guy Reese, man. My guy Reese was so hurt. He was so hurt sitting that lower ball, man, because he put up all these hype videos. And, you know, when the Raiders went up 17 nothing, he was like, Raider, effing nation. We'll take that three. We'll take that three. And then after the game, when he got home, he deleted all them hype videos, man. <laughs> and, like, he went at the game, bro. Like, <laughs> Hey, shout out Markel, man. He usually watched the episodes. He probably ain't watching now. But he got his Chiefs jersey on now, y'all. So y'all, y'all go light on Markel. That's my boy. He's a former Raider fan. Don't don't judge him. Don't hold that against him. He's converting over. I got a picture of him in the Chiefs jersey now. So we're good now, man. <laughs> Shout out Kells, man. <laughs> so that being said, man, I mean, anything else? Anything else y'all want to touch on before we get up out of here? Big week, y'all. Yeah, Buffalo's coming. Big to week. Out. The two best quarterbacks in the league. We finally get to see again. Yep. Ooh, the suspense. Yeah. It's going to be good. But we got a whole other show for that. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to tune in next time. Yes. (laughs) Yep, this Thursday. All right, y'all. So before we get up out of here, get a word from our sponsor here. Um, Homage, they they got something going on right now. Um, yeah, they gave they gave everybody free shipping on orders of seventy five dollars or more. So they got sports, they got pop culture, you know, movies, you name it. So go hit up homage, hit homage.com um, and pay homage while you're copying some gear, while you're copying your threads and whatnot. So there's that. Shout out homage. Yeah. Really soft t-shirt. <laughs> really soft. Really yeah, really comfortable. <laughs> so, yeah, shout yeah. out to LeVon for doing his thing. Shout out to Travis Kelsey for doing his thing. And and Travis Kelsey, his four-touchdown game was the first time that has happened since Marvin Jones in 2019. He had a four-touchdown game. That's the last time that happened before Travis Kelsey did it last He time. was with the Lions when he did that, wasn't he? Yep. That's a trivia for you right there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. It's on the Buffalo, man. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share all your social media platforms. Until the next episode, we out of here. Welcome back, Kylie. Yeah. Peace.